Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Team. Hi, this is uh, Jay Horowitz with the latest edition of Amazing Myth Conversation with my old friend Daniel Murphy. Murph, the journey has taken you to Salt Lake City. Left Long Island, you're in Port Lake City, Salt Lake City, get back into the major. Tell me, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling very grateful um, to the Los Angeles Angels for, for signing me. I didn't, I didn't really see that coming. i um, grateful to my wife, Tori, and my family who she has taken on all four kids in this responsibility so that I can go and play like a child, hopefully. Um, the Long Island Ducks for letting me play there. And then, you know, Sam and Seth Levinson and Keith Miller, who you know. Um, I'm not sure how much heaven and earth and what they had to give up to get me this gig with the Angels, but I've got it. And um, I'm looking forward to getting on their sandlot here in Salt Lake City. Murphy, it's, it's fair to say your whole career, you try to take it for granted, I mean, facing a child. You only had one school, Jacksonville, for your four-year scholarship. You we switched around with positions, 13th-round draft pick, 394. You feel like you've had to prove yourself. It is challenging, just another little line of challenges to prove yourself. I think that just by the nature of of aiming, hopefully, at a, at a worthy goal, and one of the goals I was aiming at was to be in the big leagues, and then I think maybe on a more temporary or short-term basis was to try and be the best baseball player I could, is that you're always trying to prove um, prove prove yourself, I think, not only to you, but to those who are the decision makers that they can hopefully, you know, move you through the system, um, you know, with the Mets at the time. And, and I think I would say as as I've gotten older, it's more been picking worthy goals on a short and long-term basis and then, and then trying to pursue them admirably is what I've been, is what I've been aiming at. And I think naturally by doing that, uh, you're trying to prove yourself. With your ducks, um, you know, a 330, 17, 18 RBIs, couple of home runs. Did that go as well as expected? Cause you really hadn't played for two years, right? You were Two sides of 20 Colorado, you were 21, 22. So did the Ducks part of it go as well as expected? I would say better than I expected. I didn't I didn't know how I was going to hit. I I knew that I my body felt felt good and I felt like I could move. But also at the same time, um, those are professionals who have been honing their craft. I was extremely pleased um, and grateful to, I think, be as productive as I was Um while while in Long Island, how much did it help that you had a friendly face? You know, Wally Backman, former Met there, 
did he make the transition easier for you? You know, get uh, to, to get where you had to get. Wally's a great manager. Um, he does a, a a wonderful job, I believe, of allowing his players to go out there and and express themselves in a in a really free, um, and enjoyable way. And so he was he was always very forthcoming and straightforward. I was. I was pretty significantly the oldest one there until Alejandro de Aza comes. So Wally was always coming and talk to me, asking me how I felt. Um, if you, you know, if I felt like I needed a DH at that um, day at the DH, maybe to get off my legs. But um, he was great. I thought he did a great job of, of letting letting guys know when they're going to play. He posts the lineup the day before, and so you know, I really enjoyed playing for Wally. And I, yes, Wally's a good friend, you know, and he. He was he wants to win, but his main satisfaction is getting guys like yourself back to the majors, even if it means not enough wins. I mean, you get that trip from him that he was so excited when guys like you move up the ladder and side with it with that with MLT. Yeah, I think that he, you know he said that even at the beginning he, he would he would talk about just how many guys and how many players had come through Long Island and while he was there that had become affiliated again and also gotten back to the to the major leagues i believe um only a few days after i left but danny hechevaria who played shortstop for for so long with the with the marlins um he signed with kansas city and and you could just you could see how how happy and excited um wally would get when he would talk about the players who had come through and were able to get affiliated again and he gets a great amount of joy from that right for you we retired in january a uh, january 2021 right I think you're tired. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a gracious way of saying I quit before I got fired. But yeah, it's yeah, I stopped playing. When did this possibility? I remember you sent me a video of you taking some swings at a park, and I guess you went down to Dominican Republic one time. When did the the dream kind of fluctuate in your mind? Is hey, I want to give this a shot. The the way it kind of started is um I would say around uh the postseason in October of of 2022 this past year. I, I just started moving again and it wasn't it wasn't training for a baseball season because I don't believe that I would have gotten as much enjoyment if it was specifically to train for a baseball season. I just got really curious about I would say the swing, baseball movement and then I got really curious about baseball in general. Um I mean I was I was watching Ken Burns's documentary and I had so little idea of just how cool and just how American our game is. I mean, it's 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 two heavyweight fighters, one in the pitcher's box, because that's what they used to call it, that's what Christy Mathewson called it, and one in the batter's box. The, pit, the man in the pitcher's box, he goes first, and then the man in the batter's box responds, and then like proper Americans, all hell breaks loose after that. The ball goes, we're running the bases, people are yelling, and I just, I just didn't really realize that. And so as I got into it, I was moving good, um, my body felt good, and I, I continued to try and test it as if I was in an offseason. So I hit off the tee, I would take batting practice, I got some live at-bats, and by my eye, I always felt good in the batter's box if I was choosing good balls to hit. And, and Ted Williams asked Roger Hornsby one time what the key to being a good hitter is, and Roger Hornsby toward him, told him, get a good ball to hit and it, it made so much sense to me and so as I was taking these at bats I said man I, I'm choosing good balls I don't know if I'm going to go fast enough to really have be productive 
but the next place to test it would have been live at bats uh, against professionals and fortunately the ducks gave me that chance and so i would say it spawned more out of curiosity than a desire to get back and play professional baseball let me tell you where other people may have not been not believe it 2015 you hit a home run six executive postseason game they had an rbi at seven next year the mets don't sign you and a lot of people said well you won't get that power stock. That was a blip in the thing. Well, the next two years, I think you hit 48, 48 home runs, drove close to two over runs. That's just another case of, you know, not, you know, you want to show, but hey, you know, this is what I'm made of. I can do it. And do you like it in any way to what you try to do now with the stuff, the stuff that came up in your career? Being fortunate enough to be on that run with the team in 15, that from a personal standpoint, when you're, when you're able to have that kind of success, which I had never experienced, I would say even the kind of success I was personally able to have the last two months of the season, that that, that kind of belongs, that belongs to you now. And, it, and I would say that, well, as the season started in 16, it, it just, the game feels like it slows down a bit, but you're also the person that has had success. And so it was able to build on itself for those next two years. And we had great teams in DC and I think that, you know, part of me wanted to really live up to the contract that I signed. I had never, ever dreamed of ever getting that much money um, to play baseball. And so there, I, I really yearned to try and live up to that contract and was fortunate enough to play well. And I think, you know, this time around, I would say a lot of it has been gratitude as I, as I talk about, you know, being able to, to play with the Mets and, and the Rockies and, and the Nets and the Cubs is the things that baseball has afforded me and my family make me extremely grateful. And as I was going through this process of kind of curious experimentation, it got to the point where it felt like if I didn't try to go and play professionally, that it would have been more out of fear than anything else. And so that's probably the, that is probably one of the biggest reasons why I ended up doing it. When you came to the old Tyrus Day game a year ago, I couldn't even get you to take the money I wanted to give you. But so what you now is not money driven, right? It's the stuff you have illuminating right now. Yeah. And it's not just because of how, how, um, just how gracious baseball has been to myself and my family. I mean, we, you know, we live in a we live in a beautiful home in in Florida, and been able to to meet so many people. And so, yeah, it it's really afforded me, I would say, the freedom, you know, to play and experiment. And and here we are. What do you think the greatest thing for you is going to be adapting the Triple A pitching? I know it's different now in the lighters; it's a little different levels. But I mean, you going you going up in competition now? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be uh, fastball velocity and the weapon of the breaking ball. And so I would say that so Christy Mathewson said this in his book I was reading, Pitching in a Pitch. And so it made really good sense to me. So this has kind of been my approach in the batter's box. But he said that batters only recognize two types of pitch balls, the curve and the straight. Well, they're going to have faster straight ones and better change of paces on those straight ones, change-ups, and the curves are going to be sharper. And so... We're going to have to see if I can keep up. There'll be less mistakes. I'm sure the, the, your new teammates are going to be asking you, you know, you know, uh, huddling 
40 home runs, over 700 RBIs, three all-star team, 296 batting average. Why are you doing this? You envision a lot of questions from the guys when you get to, you know when you start playing for Salt Lake City. Yeah, I had some in Long Island, and then guys have you know kind of talked and you know looked and and just asked you know what's what's kind of going on. And I'd say the first one is gratitude. That's why I'm doing this. I have a great deal. Hopefully, I, mean, I, I believe a, a great deal of gratitude for what baseball has afforded myself and my family over my life, and and still continues to do. And then the next one probably gets into some of the, you know, the movements and, and changes I've, I've tried to make to my swing um, and my movement in general to to move a bit better. Looking back at your mid-career where, you know, um, you know MVP, the uh, the LCS in 15, the home runs, what's your fondest memories of your time with the Mets? I mean, all the different positions you played and, you know, and, and you know, were you... We are calling you the second base, third base, first base, left field. You did it all. What's your fondest memories of your time with the? It was twelve years. And then yeah, you then with the, I mean, it signed in, in two thousand six. Um, some of my fondest memories, I think of the one of the first ones that came is when is when, I would say David and I embraced after winning in Chicago, the NLCS. Another one was um. Familius like almost picked me up in Dodger Stadium, I think, after game two that we won. And then we went into the line and and um we used to do this thing like inside the penthouse that year and he like grabbed me like a big bear. And then you know, I think of Ruben Tejada. I just got to hug his neck. He and I crossed paths in Long Island. I was I was heading out and he was and he was heading in. And you know, I w- Ruben and I were were together the first instructional league I was there in 2006 and Wilmer Flores and I think of Lucas Duda and so you know those are those are some of the memories I I probably I probably that come to first but my fondest memory with you when you went from first to third I think it was in the, the game five and nobody expected you and got to third base and you know you made and the mark this base dealer that's been my favorite play, I would say, so far. And I don't know if I'll ever get another chance, anything like that. But that was my favorite. That's been my favorite play because it's um, like baseball is a is it, it can be such a chess match. I mean, we're out there. the de- The defense is trying to to defend positions, and yeah, that was a play that was probably kind of my whole career in the making. Someone had done that to me when I was in college as a sophomore. They had swiped uh, third base on me when I wasn't paying attention. And I had two thoughts at the, at the same time. One, I thought, that's the coolest thing I've seen. And two was, never let that happen to me again. And so, but yeah, I would say that that play specifically is probably my one of my most my most favorite play. In the, in the way you approach yourself, you were always a pro. Whatever I needed something in the locker room, you were there and, you know, good, bad, all for four, four for four. You know, I mean, the dudes, the David, I mean, David was the same way, whether... He, he he hated good talk to the press when he did well. He always liked to talk with the press when he did not so well. I mean, how did you maintain that stuff through your career? Is always being available to stuff. I had started with the Mets early in the in the minor leagues. They prepared us, I think, you know, really admirably and well for New York City and and what it was going to bring. Should any of us be fortunate enough to make it to the big leagues and 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 make it for an extended period of time, and that was it was accountability. And so, you know, I used to talk about better, better to be at your locker and, and, 
and speak for yourself, um, especially in a situation that didn't go your way, than to allow someone to speak words for you. And then when I got there, that's that's what David was always at his locker. Um, you know, he was the one when we weren't playing well that they went to. They weren't coming to my locker when we when we were in a rough stretch. They were always they were going to David to see, um, you know, how things were, and he was always accountable. Um, he was always always in the lineup, and you know, it just David taught me how to taught me how to be a pro. Like this is what it looks like to post every day. This is what it looks like to to be at your locker at the end of a game and to be accountable, to be a good teammate. And, you know, I have, I have just such admiration for David. Um, and I've, I've taken so many things from him. Murphy, you really say any Todd thing now? I mean, you were, you were with the, the Ducks with like 35, 36, 37 game. Are you going to give it any time? When will you know with, you know, you're not going to have to go over three. I'm sure you're not going to quit. I mean, but how, how long will you, will you know in your head whether this is going to work or not? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how long I'll know, and I'm trying. I don't want to put a specific time frame on it. One of the things that that I've tried to to really do is that I want I want to show up to work every day. I want to show up to the Sandlot and enjoy my work and enjoy my labor. And as long as I'm showing up and enjoying myself, and the the responsibility on Tori, my wife, is it too heavy for her to bear? We have four children, and we got a six month old, and infants are. Well, infants are always right. You know what I mean? And it's better for infants to always be right with two people there, if we if you can do it, than with just one. And so, um, you know, I'm I'm overly grateful for the angels and I'm gonna give them everything I have and I hope I'm productive and we'll see we'll see where that lands. Speaking to the angels, I know it's down a roller, but how cool would it be to be a teammate of Otani and Mike Trump? <laughs> You mean uh, right. Babe Ruth and Roger Hornsby? Yeah, that yeah. would be pretty yeah. cool. That's what um, my son Noah, who was on the plane with us, yeah, he was he was a bit smaller then, but he goes, "Dad, because I want to be." He goes, "I want to meet Mike Trout," and I was like, "Yeah, Dad wants to meet Mike Trout too." <laughs> I mean, have you followed closely what all Tommy's done this season? Really, yeah, really he, will... he has. He hasn't gotten out in three weeks. And that it's I I got a chance to watch him play the Texas series, and then they just went to Kansas City, and man, it's so it's so impressive. And then and then when you just think about the load that he has to take on, because he has to prepare himself every day to pitch every fifth day, and then he's taken four or five at bats every single night, so he has to keep his body uh, sharp for that. It's man, I, I underestimated, you know, just how. I wouldn't say how good he is, but just how how much I should try and watch him and how unique this situation of what he's doing is. Hopefully, we're not doing this to be his teammate. Before I get to what piece of football with you? Big job work for you. What do you think your outlook's in for the your team this year? I like our quarterback. And then we got uh, Calvin Ridley coming in and coming off a nice run um, with one playoff win last year after winning the division. And then my son and I, Noah, we went out to Kansas City. Uh, to watch them play the Chiefs at Arrowhead, and that was that was a lot of fun. Um, I actually used that as a little bit of um, as a testing field to see if um, well, I did it. I didn't set out to play this season, but I did. I did think that to test it in the fastest sandlot would eventually be somewhere like AAA or the big leagues. So I went to that game with my son, thinking, you know, if you end up in a game like this, is this something you want? And I was like, man, this is 
this is a ton of fun. It was a blast to go out there for the postseason game. Yeah, I got to, you know, because of Pat Mahomes is tied with the match, we kind of root for him. It wouldn't my job to eliminate, but he's some athlete, you know. I mean, oh my goodness, my goodness, yeah. he threw a so just at the beginning of that game. I, I've never seen him live, and so he he got up and he threw a ball, and it was like a it was like a double play ball, and he threw it from like here, like a second baseman, because there was a defender in front of him, so he had to get it around him, and he dropped down and threw it, and I remember thinking he he's playing a different game because that's just. Most quarterbacks are kind of, you know, they're 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 right over the top, and if somebody's in front of them, maybe they try to lock it over him, and he just like created a different angle and dropped it right right by his side. He's playing a different game. Well, this should be a friend for decades. He would make me proud if he could get back to majors. He'd be the first guy ever to graduate from Middle Tyrus Day game, which you played in our game last year, make it back to the majors. Nothing would give me major thrill to see you in the Angels box score and not give this your future. Oh, I appreciate it, Jay. And man, I can tell you that that old timers game was a was a ton of fun. Thank you to Steve Cohen and his wife for putting that on, and and for you, you did a great job. And I can tell you at the time at that, I was just enjoying that. I had I had no thoughts whatsoever of trying to. Really, even when you playing? No, now I really? now I will say that you know I I probably shouldn't underestimate maybe how much putting the uniform on again when I started doing this may have been like oh that was that was fun. You know, but I don't. Not at the time. This this wasn't this wasn't even a, a thought. I think I told you this before, Dean. In the years with Washington, you got to boo it a lot. The city feel. I never would boo you once. You see, you know, I was clapping under the table, so I wouldn't see me clap for it. But I always a good friend, and we always had a good visit. But listen, wish you and Tori all the best in the kids, and hopefully your dream will come through with you being an Angels uniform seal. Well, thank you, Jay. I appreciate it, and. uh yeah, I mean, Mets fans boo you. They're supposed to boo the guys in the other uniform. That's their job. Bet you we get 900 against us. Well, you know, the ones who play better maybe get booed a little bit louder, <laughs> a little bit more forcefully. Murph, we'll, we'll be, I'll be praying for you, man. We'll I appreciate best that, Jay. Angel Stadium. And you run into my old friend Bobby V. You know, yes, he's here. He does uh, TV, of- yeah, front office, and he does some TV work yeah. for him as well, too, yeah. Bobby V will be the poet for it, too, I know. Is, you know, but... <laughs> All the best, Daniel. Well, thank you, Jay, and thanks for having me. I'll be all in the box stores.